The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! How do we start a uh, something cast these days? hey Just kidding. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to another... <laughs> <laughs> what was our original music? Oh, boy, I don't remember. You made it, John. I know, but I was probably like 12 years old. You were close. <laughs> It feels like it. Yeah. Welcome to Pottercast, number something. I'm Melissa. Number. Number. Howdy, I'm John. And I'm Frack. I think we should start this conversation by telling people that they should listen to the podcast we put out in December. Oh, yeah. With Jack Bird. Mm -hmm. Required Um, listening. Yeah. If you haven't done that yet, please, please, now is the time. Along with the Gonad series on radio. Did you listen to it, it Frankie? Super. I did. I listened to it in December after I listened to that podcast. It's wild. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Very informative. And it's not about clownfish. As by now, if you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have. But just in case, uh, J.K. Rowling yeah, that's right. put to bed all question of whether or not she believes trans people are who they say they are. Um, but in a lengthy 3,600-word manifesto that came mm. after a series of tweets that came in the middle of a global reckoning about race that came six months after she made her first sort of direct declaration of her uh, beliefs about about trans people. The Harry Potter community that we know, the, the faction of it that we know, that we've been in for 15 years, more than that actually, but at least podcasting in it for 15 years, is hurt and betrayed and confused because every professional medical association, every humanitarian association says that her beliefs are harmful, disproven, and incorrect, and that the manifesto is a a, a trove of, of debunked, junk science it's kind of like the the things that people use to make transphobes out of other people you know what i mean it's like being red pilled but for transphobia it's very hurtful we're going through a lot of hurt in this community and so if you are confused about any of that and why her stance is misleading and upsetting please go listen to that episode with jack we're not going to get into too much of the what's right, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong on this particular episode. We're going to direct you to some of those resources in our show notes because they exist and they're by people who know this issue better than we do and we encourage you to listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so the the reason the three of us, it's just three of us here talking about what happened recently and not, the three of us haven't really addressed this yet. Right. We haven't had a chance to get together and do so uh, yeah. And frankly, um, the, we're all cis, so take what, everything we say with a grain of salt, uh, because we don't live the experience that's being uh, that's under attack here. But since what does cis mean, Melissa? In case anybody listening is oh, up on the lingo, cis means that you yeah, are the gender you were assigned at birth. The reason we wanted to make sure it was just the three of us kind of talking about this and addressing it is that. For better or worse, you hear from us every week or every week. L O L L O L every week. Ludicrous. Once upon a time. What? 
Once upon a time, it was every hey, week. We Pardon come out me? the woodwork when there's something significant to talk about in the Potter. Oh man, so this yeah. is significant. Yeah. Uh, one of these days, we will do the miraculous and get on a regular schedule. But you, you, we have a rapport with you, our audience, and have had for some time. And so we thought that you would want to hear where we all are with. And I'm talking a lot, and so I'll stop. But um, the old, like John and I are both straight. Um, Frankie is not, and so I don't want to make sure that we're not. Um, you know, like Frankie, you're a member of the LGBT community, and so I want to make sure that yeah. I don't, you know, overtalk you in this. No, 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 not at all. I mean, we're we're here just to chat and everything. And so I've talked about this lots with Jack, with you guys, um, with people, lots of lots lots of people. How did you both feel when um, you read that the the main truth of it, which is that Joe believes that when trans people say, you know. That like trans is a choice or a trans right, is right. yeah it was rough it was uh i mean it wasn't the first that we'd heard from her on the topic and she had tweeted a little bit here and there and she had been engaging on twitter a little bit even before that but uh you know <laughs> one of my uh criticisms prior to that point was like uh you know she should just come out and say whatever it is that she believes and just get it out there and stop just tiptoeing around with her liking things on Twitter and this and that. But not but now that she's come out with it, oh boy. Like <laughs> that's uh, you know, maybe maybe not. Maybe that wasn't the right call because yeesh. Yeah, I mean for me it's just um it was very I've taken it really roughly to be completely transparent like jk i used to say and it's even still even phrasing past tense is still like it feels weird so like what i've been known to say is i'm a bigger fan of jk rowling than i am of harry potter because i just really respected um <clears throat> what she did with her money and uh how she handled her her fame and her family and stuff like that. I was just like, wow, such respect because like that type of fame, notice like success and and just money, let alone, let alone the notoriety and the celebrity that comes with it can consume a person and really like rot somebody. And I was just so Are like, you talking about fame or Facebook? Fame <laughs> fame, yeah, and and money is just something that can really destroy a person. And it just seemed as though she was just doing such good with the immense power she had, like all like the orphanages and the women's support and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yay. And then to, to see her take such a stubborn, stubborn stance on something and the like the hypocrisy of it being in the antithesis of the whole point of Harry Potter is just like a blow. And like in my personal life, I'm dealing with some, some of my family not being supportive of my coming out and stuff and, um, or not as supportive as I'd like them to be. And it's, it's rough. And I was, and I was acquitting it. Like, I think this was just like a blow from the other direction. Like, Oh, this other area that's like happy and safe in my life. That's always been this great little place now has like, Oh no, like <laughs> this too is nothing sacred. <laughs> um, and so it just, to me, I get angry and sad 
because I know I went through the I went through the forms of of grief thinking like, you know, what? we just need to reach her. We just like, yeah. you know what? we'll just sit down and we'll mm-hmm. reach her and it'll be fine. She just doesn't get it. And then I was chatting with you guys about I remember that conversation we had with you guys about that. And and uh, <laughs> you guys were really patient with me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, for you. But like other people have. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> it just took a long time for that to kind of like settle in. And ugh, like I'm just rambling. No. I don't know. I kind of lost my point at this point. But, but like, I think you hit it. It's yeah. it's rough. You hit it a very important thing, which is that this was a safe place and a, a haven is a haven for so many people the story is and to tussle with an author who yes has done a lot of really good work in the world and nothing can take that away from her um like those those pieces of good cannot be taken away but it really does invalidate a legacy and invalidate a lot of good work to tell a faction of human beings on the planet that you know better who they are than than they do that you don't believe in their identity that you think that people are trans men because they want to bust into, into bathrooms and that you have to protect women. I'm sorry. As a woman, I am so, I am so offended by women who think that the thing we have to watch out for is, is trans women. Are you out of your mind as though a man ever, so a man who intended to violate a woman ever for a moment thought he wouldn't be able to get into a bathroom and the way exactly right? and the way I to don't do understand it, that form of no. logic at no. all. Yeah. It pisses imagine, me off. Imagine imagine becoming being trans and I and and identifying yourself as trans and the kind of trans that she's talking about, which would be getting a gender identity certificate and getting the kind of like she's specifically talking about going through that process that identifies you as a very marginalized person and puts you in a very dangerous position it would be like i want to i i need to prey on women so i'm gonna walk over a tightrope across the grand canyon instead of just go do it it doesn't make any sense our dangerous it's fear-mongering it's fear-mongering it doesn't it doesn't add up it's fear-mongering it's disrespectful and like honestly like being raised in a very like a very conservative church like we got we were taught to deal with people who are just trying to be difficult with you trying to tease you about your faith but it goes both ways you know what i mean like this is that that is something that is a lie like that you that is not proven it's a lie someone's using to convince an argument like that's a fear that's that that's just someone's fear she's also mm-hmm. it's it. also like not correct she and she's she's trying it is completely well I mean, I mean outside of the whole completely offensive nature of of trying to tell me that as a woman that's who i need to be scared of and not literally every man in the world because that's who women are taught to be scared of not the ones who go through incredible social um acute social discomfort and acute gender dysphoria those are not the people you have to be scared of anyway the 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 what she's trying to say about this is that um the the law that's about to come up was going to make it so that anybody can just stand up and say, I'm now a woman. And then they would have, that's all you need to get your certificate. And so, or the, this is, see, this is why I need to direct you to actual resources because I'm going to flub some of the details, but she's acting like there's no barriers, that that's what the British law is trying to accomplish. And it's flatly untrue. And you can read many resources that can show you that you have to jump through a million hoops to get this kind of, identity certificate that she's talking about and it's 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 just so wild 
to yeah. see someone so smart fall for such poppycock. Don't tell me you're protecting women. That's full bull. You know? Well, that's just... They're, they're protecting women much like... Uh, People advocating for uh, people having to bring a driver's license to the polls are protecting yep. the vote from fraudulent voting. This is Pottercast right here. Melissa goes on a five-minute thing and gets crazy and passionate about it and contradicts herself and goes back and forth. And then John comes in two seconds later and is like, here it is. Exactly. That's well, exactly I mean, it's, it. it's, it's no different, right? We're talking about uh, calling up the events, which is... Uh, an outlier event, right, to be the thing that you create a rule around. And in so doing, disenfranchising, you know, the entire group of people, you know, at question. And it's, uh, it's silly, because, you know, you, you, you understand the argument for like the people that want it to, want to make it harder to vote, because they think in their calculus, uh, they would do better in elections if fewer people voted or fewer people that might not be likely to even have uh, an, an ID at the time voted. Uh, and they will admit that that is their reason, you know, if you, you know, ask them when the cameras aren't on. But what's the reason here? What's what's like, because, I mean, it's it's just the whole thing falls apart if you subject it to like, you know, any real scrutiny here, because like think like like you said uh all of the things that she's worried about happening in her you know what if in a changing room this happens scenarios all of these things are already against the law you know if you if you molest somebody in a locker room no matter you know who you say you are uh you're breaking the law so somebody willing to do that you're basically saying okay so uh there are people out there trying to you know, that that would be, you know, in a situation to assault somebody. So what we need to do is find a way to make it extra illegal for them to do that. So like they're not even allowed in the room in the first place because that will stop that from happening, which is obviously nonsense. And again, we're talking about such a strange outlier scenario if if what she's really worried about is you know protecting people from assault i think there's a hell of a lot more ways to go about doing that you know think of how many you know rape charges don't even get investigated you know in most police stations i I guess that's the case in the united states i can't speak for scotland i don't know their situation as well but surely if we're concerned about you know these these victims of whatever, uh, there are more fruitful you know causes to take up. Uh, the- but like that's that's incredibly true, and it's also you know she's I I can't it breaks my heart to make this comparison, and I don't mean it in a lot of ways, but in this way it is true. She's doing what Trump does to racists. Yeah. Which is dog whistle and enable, you but know, it's oh, a, it's what, a nod going with it. It's a nod that it's a, it's all these people who were keeping it quiet because the social fabric was changing and they were starting to see that maybe that kind of opinion wasn't welcome and they should tamp it mm-hmm. down. And for that, you know, for whatever marginal way that makes things better, like obviously you want to truly educate people and, and see them come around, but 
will take. No, but that's we'll still take a just step like, in humility. Like if you can play, you know. I think it's still good because that's still a step in no, the direction. That's humility. That's, so unrecognizing. That's what so. I'm saying. Is it like that? That oh, as time this fabric goes on, like that would be happening. But then somebody really powerful comes in and says mm-hmm. and gives you and permission. Gives, it, gives you, it gives you permission. It's it's um it's a it's you know yeah she's giving. It's saying like I'm such I've been a, a, a an advocate for women all this time. She did say that she had suffered a sexual assault and was a victim of domestic abuse. Two things that she's never quite said publicly. And let us mm-hmm. be very clear: we are that is heartbreaking. None of anything else makes it okay, and we're very sorry for that for her. It also is not an excuse, of course, to incite people to be abusive. And violent towards trans people, which they already are. And now J.K. Rowling is saying yeah. that it's like giving people. It's so. It's so. It's so bullying. It's so wrong. It's so against. Yeah. And I think it's okay to remember, like, so even if like we can talk about what she's done in the past because of what she's done. Now we can talk about what she's doing in the present because it's what she's done. It's what she's said. Like, like, and I want to make like the distinction between like. Like, it's not that we're, we're just, we're not attacking, we're not making assumptions of her character. We're not, we're, we, we are literally responding to words, a manifesto and a lot, that's kind of, that's editorializing, but literally an essay, an essay of her beliefs and the conviction behind them. And we, and the fact that they don't hold water and stuff like that. And we can be critical of this without attacking the like you know what i mean because like i had to make that divide for myself yeah and i'm not i mean i had to make that divide for myself personally and i realized that helped this is going to make some this is going to make some accusations in her character just because you know that's like that's it's it's like saying to your trump supporting friend that it's fine you know like it's it's not it's not fine supporting trump at this point is is espousing yep. his beliefs and i i it this definitely does ding her character for me i'm not going to say mm-hmm. that she, yeah. i'm not going to say that she's all terrible that's not that's not what this is but it is really hard it is really hard to excuse it's impossible to excuse that she just told thousands thousands of young people struggling in a closet oh i can i can speak to I, that like, yeah, please do, Frankie. Because, like, I'll say this. Growing up, I was told that I was wrong. And so, and I believe that. And so, when I was dealing with other LGBTQ people, I just didn't know how. I would shut down emotionally because I didn't know how to talk to them about Jesus and to tell them that they were wrong. And so, like, okay, I'll just figure this out for myself. And then, so I just assumed grow, growing up that, yes, trans, my trans brothers and sisters, like, oh, they just don't get it. And once I figure this out, then I can show them that it is. So I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. I come to realize, oh, hey, they got that wrong. Great. And so now, like, the, if, like, the discomfort I felt growing up, un- incongruent with my environment, in a world built for straight people telling me that, telling me how to feel and think, was torture. I didn't like, I didn't know how, I didn't know how I, I didn't know what it was to feel normal until 37 years old. Yeah. When I, I didn't, I didn't know how to exhale, like, and be at true peace. I've had moments of peace, and a lot of that was through my faith at the time, but I didn't know, I didn't have, feel normal until I was 37. And so I can't even imagine 
what my trans brothers and sisters go mm -hmm. through when they have because I was at home in my body at least you know what right. I mean like I identify I was born as a like I was I identify with the body I was born with and so like I so my brothers and sisters who are trans out there struggling like I like yeah Frankie this like, would be more, this would be like yeah. a, a, a straight Joe as a straight woman out of nowhere one mm -hmm. day saying you're only gay because you choose to be and I think people are trying to be gay just to just to violate me and other women like oh yeah yeah what a it's ridiculous it's absurd and like all the science yeah. that she quotes first of all she doesn't link any sources in her document mm -hmm. because they're yeah. all so thoroughly debunked it's like it's like uh, my my reaction reading it was like did she fall down a YouTube rabbit hole? Well, almost mm. definitely. Like, yeah. if not YouTube, Facebook, or some combination of all the above. It's a very, I mean, that's why there's so many Trump supporters. We have a lot of problems right now with our social media, creating these echo chambers that reinforce uh, some very divisive ideas that are, in a lot of cases, put there on purpose for this exact thing to divide groups that would otherwise have a lot in common and a lot of uh you know political capital to spend against uh you know these you know people that would rather them be divided so uh most definitely is a factor here she has every resource available to her to learn better to do better we're all struggling oh, yeah. to do better in this world we're all trying to be allies everybody this this month seems to be finally reckoning with a lot of of difficult things about race and that's an, and that's another that's another aspect of this we're in the middle of literally yeah. th this wasn't inspired by some news article she wasn't responding to anything she has been quiet about this for six months and then yeah. right in the middle of the global uprising in response to the deaths of George Floyd and so many other black people, black trans people, she just decides that that's the day she knows. And I know this for a fact because I've heard her say it. She knows what her voice means. She knows when she makes the tweet that it's going to be a news article. She knows when she writes the manifesto, it's going to dominate mm. headlines. It's not like sharing a sunset on Instagram in the middle of, of protests. It's not like, it's not like sharing what you ate for lunch when everybody else is sharing educational resources. When you're somebody who knows that anything you say is going to be turned into a triple whammy, double decker news story by every news organization in the known universe, that is a distraction and you know it. So how do you reconcile that? Like why now? Like you're aware of everything else that's happening, you know, what an interruption this will be. It's not like there was a case pending or a law that was about to come into effect. There's nothing on the timeline that she could point to that said it had to be right now. She probably had been sitting there for a few weeks writing her little letter and then she finished and she said, well, now is as good a time as any. I just want to get it out into the world. What does it matter? What else is happening? So if you're wondering how we felt about it, and the three of us, I think, share a certain sadness because of how many how many this years? is a podcast that celebrates her genius yeah at the end of the day <laughs> the only reason that it works that we could sit here and pick apart the canon of these books is that there's a certain logic to them that is like a rational fantasy <laughs> and it's a work of genius so to watch this person out here in the world doing this kind of thing is like you know, you took a huge shit in the pool here, Joe. Like, we're meant to be swimming here. 
we're meant to be trying to have pool parties for you, and you're just here with diarrhea, and it's not welcome, and you're making people sick. Oh, John, I love you. John, you thank you for smash. that, bud. I love you. <sighs> I needed that little slam dunk of logic because that is exactly how it is. It's like it's still the same fucking pool. I'm like, yeah. but I I know it's the same pool, right? They're like, oh, oh but how are we meant to Sorry. swim here, even though there's shit over there? Like, is it still? Yeah. But your relationship with the pool is your relationship, and the <laughs> shit can't change that. And it's like, well, it kind of can. Like, it's kind of distracting <laughs> and gross. And like it's gonna bother other people. <laughs> like I get that it's a big pool, but still. You want to extend the analogy? So I was just talking about this about COVID. Cheryl, our yeah. dear friend Cheryl. Um, Cheryl Klein. Yeah, Cheryl Klein. Hot Cheryl with five T's. I love Cheryl um, Klein. Cheryl Klein. So she was talking. We were on one of our walks, uh, and we we do these like six feet away from each other walks during COVID because we live like around the block from each other, and we we're talking about how it, the COVID is sort of like somebody poops in a pool, and in a community pool, invariably a couple times every summer. Some kid poops in the pool and they have yep. a protocol for this. Everybody gets out of the pool. Some unfortunate being has to get the poop out of the pool. And then there's a cleaning protocol and you, you, you clean the area and then it is safe to go in. And what's happening with COVID right now is people are sort of like, well, we know the poops in the pool is fine. <laughs> we'll just stay in the pool is really weird. But yeah. to your analogy, John, is actually in a really grotesque way showing me like kind of the way out of this and what led me to the hopefulness because I, I don't know about you guys, but I have been getting a lot because I've been speaking against Joe on social, which is, I can't even tell you how I never thought I would be in that position, but here we are speaking mm-hmm. against what she's saying. I'm getting a lot of like, a lot of like, well then how can you, you're such a hypocrite. How can you do the leaky cauldron? How can you do leaky con? How can you do, how can you do uh Potter? Ca- all that stuff. Looking forward to you donating every dollar you've made uh, off of her to a charity. And you, you, you know, a lot and a lot of less savory things than that. First of all, LOL. If anybody thinks, Anybody over here is super rich mm. over, over. <laughs> I mean, these listeners—they hear how we put commercials in these podcasts yeah, exactly. like every ten minutes, so they know. Yeah, but I don't work overtime no. at work. But the thing is, <sighs> we are trying to clean the pool, and we are, and there's no, there's no point in closing a pool. There's no point in leaving all the people who are still getting something good out of the pool to not have a pool anymore. I'm really torturing this metaphor. But we're, you know, we're we're here saying we're not going to just pull up stakes and and leave leave the community without people to defend it from even its own author's harmful remarks. We're going to be here and we're going to be part of of educating and transforming that audience. What a great thing it would be if if because of the community that existed that she didn't create, but that all these entities create, and by the way, publicized and made a lot of money for the associated entities with Harry Potter themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what a great thing it would be if the existing community um, sort of rose up and taught everybody how wrong her views were and was a major force in turning that tide that she's trying so hard to gin up. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going anywhere. That's but and what we have to do is figure out how to clean the pool and make sure we're still having fun here and 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 using the still existent message of equality in the books and just 
you know, enjoying ourselves in this fandom. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds about right to me. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. So how do we um, do that? I don't know. I, don't, I think that uh, there is going to be a divide here, unfortunately. And I think uh, that's another part of why it's important to talk about it is there's a lot of people that, you know, like we said earlier, may, may have never even heard the phrase, you know, cisgendered. And I think yeah. that uh, there's a lot of people that uh, may not know a single trans person in their lives and might, they might not be too you know knowledgeable on any of this. And they could look to somebody like Joe as being like, oh, I trust her on other things and she seems to be a good person so maybe she's got the right idea here and uh she did in her in her little essay mention how many people supposedly you know wrote her with all these supportive letters but i mean i don't know what that's supposed to say if she wrote a big you know tweet about how wrong gay marriage was i'm sure she'd get a ton of emails from very you know conservative people telling her how smart she is about that too so um it's just gross the gross thing too is how much it just kind of like there's so many trump analogs here that drive me crazy it's like the very worst least thing that i would ever want is to have her like comparable and like literally trump was the only other person talking like about this issue in in the same negative way (laughs) As she was yeah. like the day after all this, he rescinded those those health the health rights. Yeah, exactly. And it, was, and it was literally about making your health have to match the gender you were. It's the only other trans issue sex. in the news. Was, so, was that thing exactly? And it was just like, wow, yeah. Look who else thinks that your biological sex must equal your gender. Do you really want yeah. to be on this comparison shelf? Like, it's really screwed up. It's extraordinarily screwed up. I don't get it don't understand why she would pick now and why she would do it with again like such unstable you know foundation for so much of her argument here you know like could she should she have posted citations yeah absolutely if she claims to have done all this research and all of these things uh where is it Right. Uh, I, I understand there's been some people who have like picked apart this whole thing like sentence for sentence and I haven't seen any of those but I imagine there are probably some people on each side of the issue trying to this is not a both know, sides issue and, I know not about, I'm yeah. not saying there's fine people on each side I'm acknowledging <laughs> yeah. that there must be some people oh, it's not Joe versus the world Definitely. Uh, I would imagine there's people that are very glad that she wrote what she wrote and are trying to back it up with, with facts but she did not try to do that what a what a hill to die on like they say like why you know um why now and why because she thinks she's right that's the thing i keep asking myself this exact question and it's because she's sure she's right she is sure she is doing the courageous and noble thing right now the snark really put me off it's one thing to explain yourself and like, listen, all of it put me off. It's certainly the snark didn't. Certainly the well, but yeah. like certainly and the she snark. She was just more polite about it. Right now, on board. Like certainly the snark didn't put me off more yeah. than the hateful commentary. But there's yeah. some. There was something about like, like the collecting the woke cookies thing. It was just so. And some of it was written to be like real cruel, real cruel. I don't know what happened to her. This is not the woman we knew, or maybe. 
I would love us to talk a little bit about, um, you know, continuing to find the joy here and how we go forward as a fandom. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a it's the creative expression of the thing that we like, right? Uh, more so than uh, being like uh, observing and reporting on like the news and the goings on for the thing, because that piece of it kind of stinks right now. But there's still quite a bit of uh, you know heart in the people that are uh, being creative and making art and. Uh, you know, just getting to know each other over, you know, Harry Potter being a, a common, you know, interest that, uh, you know, will continue to be the, the foundation of, you know, whatever we're trying to do here or whatever any Harry Potter, you know, fan anything does. Like, we can't just sit here and make it all about, you know, like, it's, you know, Argus Filch's birthday again today. Hi. Happy birthday, Argus <laughs> Filch. And, uh, you know, leave a comment here if you want to talk about Argus Filch. Like, nobody wants to do that. It's 2020. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Roll Roll Nine and Three Quarters is the Harry Potter D and D podcast that we have been playing with our good friend Bree as well, and it's so fun. And it's like a an adventure puzzle, choose your own adventure thing. And if you don't know D and D, this is a great way to learn. So go check it out on our other podcast. Plug, plug, plug. But it's it's real good. And that kind of like fan creation used to be at the core of Pottercast. We used to do a lot of like. Um, yeah. fan interviews and the modcast and this and that like there was more than just the hosts talking on the original iterations of Pottercast and I think we can do some of that yeah again. we should we should try to bring more of that back into the show I think that is uh that was very popular at the time and would be popular again now yeah. So if you're doing anything interesting with Harry Potter, any creative projects or anything that uh, is engaging the fandom that yeah. you feel like you have not uh, been able to get enough eyeballs on yet, or you just are interested in sharing, reach out to us. You can tweet at Pottercast or mm -hmm. write us an email at uh, staff at Pottercast.com. Still working. Um, yeah. Let yeah. us know what you're doing. I want to yeah. start bringing in more guests and talking about more fan creation and like talking about. I don't know if you saw, but um, we had um, our our friend Janea who does the House of Block podcast, who which is a really cool Potter. It's more intersectional view on Potter, and um, and she like stirred up our Twitter for a day. We just handed over the Twitter for a day, um, and she just like got in there talking about all kinds of incredibly different views on the series and on different ships and on fanfics and people were were sort of like sharing and getting excited in a way that we've been missing you know um so janae is going to come on the show uh, one of these days real soon uh yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun with her and um you should go you should go listen to that podcast it's called house of black podcast cool 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 well, let's let's head over to the drums. Sweet. We did it. We had the conversation that was so scary and horrible that we had like three preceding conversations. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like it was good. I didn't realize how much I needed to process with you guys before I processed with all y'all guys. It, it, I was having a hard time with it. I'm in a much better place. How about you, John? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm still irritated. It's just so selfish to try to yank the spotlight away from black lives matter i don't know i don't i don't, don't want to dig into it again <laughs> yeah, here yeah, yeah. No, jumps, it's, it's, but, it's, uh, but like you're pointing out an important thing this didn't just happen and it's over this is going to keep happening and we are going to have to 
say something repeatedly because there will be new people who are come across what she said and we're going to have to combat it, you know, a lot. But in the meantime, yeah. what are you reading and watching and playing? And <laughs> I'll be playing tonight. Sorry, I'm changing the subject because it's the drums. <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm Talk so excited. <laughs> the Last of Us... Last of Us Part 2 comes out in like less than two hours and I have told everybody do not call me do not talk to me for two days Will's, Will's ready yeah, he's like pretty great sheets on the windows and just to make sure we don't get any glare oh, on God. the TV like it's it's on like seven years seven years I've been waiting for a sequel to this game oh it's been seven years seven years I had no idea What the other one was on PlayStation 4 two when two? it first came out no three when it first when it first came out so it was uh but the very end of the life cycle of PlayStation 3, and then they remastered it for PS4. And I played it in Crazy. 2013 at first, and it was mind-blowing. And it doesn't get less good. It's still that good. I've replayed it a bunch of times. And I've wanted a sequel so badly, and the reviews are saying that it's brutal and horrible, but a masterpiece and like the, a, a generation-defining game. Basically. Oh my god, I don't know how you play it, but I'm excited for it. I'm losing It's so good. It's just... It's just it's just an excellent epic story. There's just no way around it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's the, that's the most consistent thing I've heard about this about this uh, this game. I'm afraid of zombies and violence, so it's not really for me. Um, but everyone tells me that it'd be worth just watching um, just watching a playthrough of it because the story's that good. And so I'm tempted to do that because I hear the story is amazing. You should, and the the the, the violent parts are pretty well telegraphed so you can sort of close your eyes or yeah. yeah and that and then if i'm watching it that's different that's like it's like a movie i have no agency when i have to play it and i have to move my little control and make feel the vibrations uh -huh. and whatnot that just gets in my head even more like yeah and in this one i think you have to kill dogs which oh. i'm not looking forward to yeah oh, i yeah. don't even in video game land i really and in this one they name they gave different names to literally every single npc so when you kill a rando, when you kill a red shirt, their friend starts calling for them, supposedly. Ah! So they do, they're doing a lot to like ground and make very serious all the, the super psychotic violence that goes on in this game. Um, that's not why I'm excited for it. I'm excited <laughs> for it because of the story. I'm actually like really seriously not looking forward to that part because they say it's really brutal and really exhausting. But that's the price of a good story. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've been playing The Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. And it's fun because of magic. But uh, I was chatting with Bree, and she told me there were a lot of cutscenes. And I was like, oh, it's mm -hmm. fine. I like cutscenes. But oh my gosh, there are too many cutscenes. So like, many cutscenes. Sometimes I just want to play. I just want to like fight some monsters, but you have yes. to sit through a 20 minute episode a poorly acted robot because they sure the, the skin looks great the surfacing looks great but they don't articulate their faces they just move their bodies back and forth and they look right. like hall of presidents <laughs> and they're all like and then and then and the, the, it's filled with like boobies like that was well, that game is so just like boobies. hey look at all the boobies i'm like so <sighs> many boobies but it's also um it's be it's because there's so there's so many movies that you're seeing all those sort of robotic elements because they have to like. Well, and it's an can't. old game. That's an old game they remastered. I looked it up. It came out in like like three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, but still, the, uh, the, the sheer number of movies means they had to use like a lot of the same move sets and stuff just for memory. Like, oh, I know, never... but I mean, like, it's just yeah. it's it's funny to me that they write like. 
they're selling it as just like this drama, which is fine, but like you're writing stuff that your assets can't deliver on. Like there's a lot of nuance in the voice acting and it's great and yes. I'm glad it's there, but without that voice acting, you'd be very lost as to what these characters wanted to convey because they're just so un yeah. unarticulate. And like they I'll can only I do, they, they, they look, they're trying to look sexy or look or gross and that gets in the way of their acting. I found the main central story of Witcher 3 kind of like meh, I found, I, but I find it to be like a very fun um, world and like my, my, um, fiance my fiance will um uh he loves it so much he loves the world like the like the like landscape like literally the the marshes and the water oh yeah it's really beautiful he loves roaming around around it also it play gwent because gwent is actually really great oh i've been i'm hooked on gwent i love it uh, so much it's really really life. fun yeah. I think I got the rules down now. I, I'm starting to win most of my matches. Before I kept mm -hmm. losing, mm -hmm. and then I kind of got it. I'm like, okay. And then I used the um, the, the magic I used the most. <clears throat> I, I think it's called Axie, the like the Jedi mm -hmm. mind mm -hmm. trick one. Mm -hmm. I max that one up first, and it's it awesome because I what I'll do is I'll I'll find a pack of bad guys. I'll make one my slave. They all attack each other, and then <laughs> I have to kill. I, then I kill like I have one to kill at the end, and then I can my, I can mind control him to stand there while I hack him, because I don't like fighting. Well, <laughs> and then there are wyverns, I like. and like there are dragons, mm -hmm. and I keep making them come down to me, and I just kill them and sell the hide. John, you play anything fun? I was playing a tiny little bit of Animal Crossing just because I was curious, because Bree's been playing you it a lot, it? but uh, I only played it for like a couple of days. I didn't get into it too deeply i know that once you're in it you're yeah. in it and a lot of people have been playing it like relentlessly but uh it was cute it's really uh really interesting how uh like huge that the uh, you know all of, um, all of the different yeah the, all of the items and things you can have like it's like they designed like countless objects and things that you can include on your island and it's pretty neat see i'd want to make a magical floating tower somehow Okay, tell me more. Just because I would, that's, in my head, like, if I have to imagine, like, if I have to imagine a happy place, my happy place would be a turret of a castle that's floating in the sky that can float around in over, like, the islands in the Pacific Northwest with all the clouds and the mist and the good weather. And the turret on the inside is all this nice, like, architecture, but, uh, like, like modern, but, but it's still a castle. And I'm a wizard. And then when I want to get inside of it, the bricks uncurl into steps and I can go all the way down. It's magical. So make that in Can you do that? Sure. <laughs> sure, Frankie. I'll do exactly what you just said. Yes. So it probably is for some for some genius. There's a lot of Harry Potter and Animal Crossing. Ooh, really? A lot of people like making up the Great Hall and like a lot of outfits. I have a lot of those outfits. Um, yes, it's super fun. A lot of people like recreating things. So send us send us your best uh, Harry Potter Animal Crossing pictures. Yeah. Tweet at us. Tweet us at Pottercast, uh, and we will share them. Or, or our Instagram. Oh my God, go to our Instagram, Pottercast Pod. Yeah, Insta. Yeah. Well, gang, listen to Roll Nine and Three Quarters if you're looking for something fun. <laughs> um, I'm starting a new book. Remind them if they want to do the the. The fan interview thing, you can reach out at our social at Pottercast on most of the yeah, socials. Yeah, so Pottercast Pod, everything else is at Pottercast. Yeah, typically, and what's fun for Roll 9 and 3 quarters is um, 
for the Patreon stuff, I typically do doodles because that's easy for me to do. So there are some drawings in there that only Patreon get to be able to see about. But it's it's focused on uh, roll nine and three quarters, so it's fun. And there should be a new episode soon, right? Yep, very soon. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this whole bit really kind of pooped in the pool to use John's Jesus analogy Christmas. which I love so much because it's very very accurate it's so, and so I'm so mad that it's so accurate it's extremely accurate because all the arguments really hold up to a one <laughs> to a one it's like the pool's not changed yeah, I know but there's poop in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, your relationship with the pool hasn't changed yeah I know but there's poop in it <laughs> that kind of does change my relationship with it kind of does change just a little bit. <laughs> I got to figure out my relationship to this pool right now. Yeah, I don't and know. so I realized that uh, at least roll of nine and three quarters is the jacuzzi. Not in the. It's just it's in the same pool, but it's much smaller. No, and, no it's and there's off. No, yeah, it's 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 like six feet away. Yeah. The water's not connected. It's in the yes. same area? Sure, same area, sure. but it's a totally different body of water, much smaller, much more manageable. We're really going to look out for any shitters, so please don't shit in our pool. <laughs> um, don't we have, we have, we have, um, gender-neutral bathrooms and dorms, right? Didn't we make new, even Myrtle's bathroom? Oh yeah, but there's, yeah, it's, they're just bathrooms. There's no, bathroom. there's no boys or girls bathroom, just bathrooms. That's how it should be. You have a gender-neutral bathroom in your house. And unicorns are also gender-neutral. Oh, that's right! I forgot! Amazing. Did we do that one yet? Is that one live? Yeah, that one's out. And the other one will be out very soon, I promise. Where we are with having recorded and where we are with what's public, it's very mixed up in my head. Because these, I'll tell you guys this, these players have been so very patient with their DM for playing like three times and then waiting six months to play again. (laughs) Just because, well, a lot of it is life and COVID and work and all that nonsense and me writing. I have a story that's more fleshed out now, so I'm excited. It's so exciting. Yeah, stuff stuff that we just recorded got real. It's really... And I'm starting to feel more um, at home in the character and like... I will say this, Melissa. In the in, the, I will will speak about this in a roundabout way, so that uh-huh. it'll be kind of enticing too, and not a spoiler. Um, I'll speak to you. I made a certain puzzle a very certain way, thinking you would do a very certain thing, and you did not. No. And it involved s- swimming. I'm so mad. Oh, I I just, I, I figured I you would have jumped at that. I just realized, you know, I always forget that I can do that. Yeah. I always forget. I need to, like, put it on a piece of paper in front of my... Basically, my character can turn into animals. Don't say anything but else! I never remember, though. Yeah. How come I didn't see that, Frankie? It's fine. It's fine. But you guys did You guys did amazing. You guys did amazing. I'm so mad at myself. It was so much fun. <laughs> all I'm puzzles. even more mad at myself now. Well, but maybe now, maybe now, this shame will make you remember. Yeah, I'm gonna Just make kidding. a big, a big, um, like whiteboard and put it in front every time we play. It says you can change into an animal. Um, <laughs> this is all D and D talk, and I, it's so. God, for somebody who never played before, I'm so obsessed with it now. I listen to podcasts. I'm just like, just, I'm, it's really I'm fun. I'm it's deep. hard though. It's a hard game, you guys. It's really hard. John, you got anything else to add? I got nothing, guys. Well. See you next time. <laughs> keep each other safe, y'all, for real. Yeah, please keep. Yeah, honestly, yeah, keep each other safe, and really, please keep the faith. The next password, John, you pick it. Um. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. 
<laughs> Don't do it. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I was hoping for that. Nice. Nice. We missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs>